This week, NVIDIA's market hit a trillion-dollar valuation. They join that elusive trillionaire club with Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. They've come back a little bit, but they're still right up there with the five companies that are responsible for 96% of the entire stock market's gains so far in 2023. That's right. The market is up 10%, but out of the 500 stocks in the S&P 500, there are really only five stocks that matter. The 495 other stocks combined have essentially returned zero. And we all know why NVIDIA is up. They make the GPUs that power all of AI, and money is being thrown at anything AI right now. We've uh, we've seen the very early days of what could surely turn into an AI bubble, but NVIDIA can't be the only stock out there, right? They have to have some competition, some other companies that are going to make the backbone of this AI revolution. And today on Dumb Money, we found them. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. First off, two seconds, smash the like button. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, Chris, Jordan, it all started with OpenAI and really their uh, Dolly 2 image generation tool. Uh, for those of us paying attention to AI anyway, then ChatGPT came along and that opened everyone's eyes to how computers are instantly way smarter than we ever thought they were. And then Microsoft and their Bing made live search a thing with a chatbot, then Google and Bard, which personally I like better than ChatGPT or Bing because it seems to do everything. Uh but it doesn't he hesitate to make up facts all the time for me. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that though, but I have to keep saying, no, I'm pretty sure that's not right. Uh, but we've seen AI working its way into just about everything from Microsoft Office doing your work for you to Photoshop's new generative fill. I don't know if you guys have played around with that, but it's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. And the one thing that all of these things have in common is that they're running on NVIDIA GPUs. So it's no surprise that NVIDIA stock is up 200% this year. Uh, and our goal here to uh, today is to identify the next NVIDIA. And I know you guys have stock picks, so let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah Dave, there's something else that all of these um, companies that are adopting AI have in common besides just utilizing NVIDIA's GPUs most, if not all of them, are going to be reliant on next generation data centers, right? We all know what a data center is. Um, we know about Amazon, uh, AWS, we know about Microsoft and Google and Oracle. Um, the world has lots and lots of data centers. But as we transition to AI, the types of data centers that are needed are radically different, right? So these data centers are more focused on high performance um, with a high concentration of GPUs, but also have very different servers, right? They have a uh, very different high-speed network architecture. Everything about the next-gen data center is different. So NVIDIA is kind of the most obvious piece of that new-gen data center, but certainly not the only piece. 
And I think that the next NVIDIA is another component of what these high-speed data centers are going to bring to us. Because over the next 10 years, what I think is going to happen is these data centers are going to get rebuilt. Not all of them, but many of them are going to get rebuilt from the ground up. And that is just an enormous capital expenditure, right? So yeah, well, I think so. You've got to think about what's going to happen, right? And so the way that I see it is that are the data centers going to grow in square footage or are they going to upgrade their technology? Because what's going to happen is that companies like Amazon, companies like, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft with Azure, they're going to start offering more and more APIs for these newer companies to come in and build on top of. But to be able to support those APIs, you need GPUs, you need uh, more ability to uh, crunch data across the back end. And so that's where Chris is talking about. They're going to need to upgrade these data centers. And so, you know, while I don't think we can really identify who's going to win and where the, um, you know, all of the opportunities are going to be in AI, we know for a fact um, that there's going to be um, some hardware that's got to go into this and some upgrades to data centers. So is it fair to say that we have four names in this business that collectively together could be the next NVIDIA, right? <laughs> so we're going to give you guys, we're going to give you guys one way or another to be involved in data centers, building networks, just being a server and a high servers uh, that are inside of their walls. Everywhere, everything is optimized, right? People, these are companies that will benefit from the optimization uh, that is going to happen as the world adopts to AI, okay? So, uh, Jordan, I know that you think over the last few days, especially, some of these companies have become overvalued already. And yeah, we I think, were... look, I think the move, I think the move, even on the ones that, you know, we're, that we can talk about has happened, right? And so you see it today, there's a little bit of a pullback um, in some of the names we're gonna talk about. So some of them are down like 5% today, but they've had enormous moves. Um, to where five but days you, ago, none of them have received the attention that Nvidia has had. No. So you have to assume. No, but there's been a niche set of investors that have been all over it, um, yeah. like on Twitter. Um, but they don't get the mainstream media attention at all. But what happens over the next six months as the media attention expands and AI just builds and builds and builds? Yeah. And all of a sudden, these other companies start to get a meaningful piece of that attention that Nvidia has gotten over the past ninety days. I think to some yeah, extent, hype cycles happened, right? And so now I think you're going to see investors need to broaden out and look to see, you know, some of these hyped up companies, you know, where is the earnings growth? Is this a pull forward, you know, kind of, or is this something that they just need to upgrade their data centers over the next six months and then it's done? Or is this, you know, something that's going to drive this growth cycle for some of these companies? And so I think that's years where years. you really have to, yeah, right. And so that is this a years long, investment into the infrastructure okay why don't we start with with what i think is the best of the four and it's one that you came up with that you sent to me that i did some follow-up research it's um to symbol smci it's uh, microcomputers inc jordan tell us tell us the charts the old-fashioned way here yeah this is, this is their year-to-date chart I am, uh, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. But again, the PE on SMCI, before we even talk about what they do, Jordan, the PE is still what? Like in the teens. It's not, it's not the video PE. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. 
and so, so the, tell us tell us what why did why are why is this why it's my number one well so there's two one. that i really like it's this it's this one and the one that we'll talk about next but they're both um you know they're both data center upgrade plays right and so they provide equipment to data centers um and that's really i mean it's it's that simple right and so um but these are companies that some of the bigger data center providers utilize um, when they're going through either a build out or an upgrade cycle but super micro is really yeah, they do a bunch of things yeah but i think they're primarily focused on kind of like these next gen servers right yeah. so so basically they all these you have to have the nvidia chips or some chip like it but you also need to have the accompanying server and what super micro has done is they've worked really closely with NVIDIA, right? And as these new chips are coming out, they are, are like pre-producing and pre-designing the next-gen servers to accompany those next-gen NVIDIA chips. So as- Yeah, and it's not just the servers, right? It's a whole package, right? And so it's the it's the racking equipment, um, it's the blades, it's the you know backend networking that- uh, that hooks into these things to um, keep the speeds. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. I will tell you, for those of you who follow the inverse Kramer effect of stocks, um, the first headline that's showing up here is that apparently um, on the lightning round uh, six, eight, 16 hours ago, uh, Jim Kramer said that super microcomputer is not a buy. So that's a good thing. Yeah. He says not a buy. Not a buy. But you're for the inverse uh, Kramer index. That one is uh, going in the index. That now I like it even more. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. You okay, want to talk about ANET? A N E. Yeah, so Arista Network. It is uh, Arista Networks. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I, you know, with Arista Networks, okay. I mean, again, so these are these. You know, the, so Arista Networks has had customers such as Microsoft. Um, uh, and some of the bigger cloud players um, for data center buildouts and data center upgrades, um, and it's the same. It's it's the same um, concept that you know that you're going to have to be upgrading some of the switching gear and some of this uh, um, you know some of the parts of the data center that are that are going to handle all of the traffic. Okay, but there are two more that I think are super interesting. One is a company that I've heard about forever, and I never really took the time to look into them because they're they're kind of big. Uh, Equinix, E-Q-I-X, is actually the world's like largest data center company, and in fact, like something like forty to fifty percent of Amazon and Microsoft's uh, nodes are actually in these Equinix data centers. So they have hundreds and hundreds of data centers all around the world that gives them the, the ability. Like, so they, they have a massive benefit, obviously, uh, as the demand for data centers grows. Right. So this is this is where I think we differ a little bit, right? Because, you know, where the, the prior two that we talked about are both um, involved in the upgrade cycle for existing data centers and new data center build outs. Um, so it's the equipment that you have to purchase to be able to, you know, actually run these data centers. Um, Equinix is a REIT. And so, um, you know, it, it depends on what you think is going to happen as far as like um, the 
the data center build outside. So are we building new data centers to support this? Or are we upgrading existing data centers? Well, uh, we're going to utilize footages of data centers more efficiently um, and in that whole REIT space. And that's where I just don't know that the REITs are the right way to play this game. Okay, but Jordan, as I understand it, to really properly build out for AI, which companies are going to be wanting maximizing everything, right? You have to have like a... Com there's a con different types of data centers and you have to have data centers like um, on the at the edge, right? Like, yeah. so so you have to, and really it is so difficult. People don't understand how difficult it is to actually build out one of these data centers because you have to have the close, once part of the data center has to be really close to energy sources, right? It makes a big difference, right? Um, <laughs> the others have to be on the edge closer to the actual users. Uh, when you're pulling back user data for AI because it's constantly learning. So that kind of speed matters. And you it is it will it would take other companies decades to build out what they've already built out in terms of the global reach yeah. and the way that these data centers need to work together uh, for the highest performance partners, especially guys like Amazon and Google yeah. um, and Microsoft that are going to be just throwing money at this the next five to 10 years. Yeah, look, I think with, with the REIT space, you need to be careful with just the environment that we're in with interest rates. Um, uh, just kind of changes the dynamics of, you know, how, well, well, Jordan, how they operate. But an another thing about Equinix is they own, I think, almost the majority, 50% plus, I think, I could be wrong in that number, of their data centers and of the ones they don't own. Uh, they have like very far, like they are financed at fixed rate financing, I believe for a very long, like that was a big part of their story is yeah. how well positioned they are in this interest rate environment. So I feel pretty comfortable with them. I think it's a really interesting pick. Um, I, I, by the way, I bought into all four of these. The fourth is one that I think is a little bit off radar. Okay. This is an interesting one. It's actually a Dallas based company, but, but it are. did go parabolic if it's the one i think you're about to talk about it went about it went parabolic but off a very very low initial base valuation right um it went i think it's currently valued at about 700 million is that right dave about 700 million uh, uh, current, uh market cap is 805 million okay which compared to the other companies we're talking about which are i think all in the tens of billions Sixty-nine uh, billion, fifty-one billion, eleven yeah. billion. Yeah, they're all, it, all they're all up there. It's a much smaller company. So what's interesting is uh, this this company um, applied digital. Okay, A E L E is the stock symbol there. Yes. So they are a a newcomer, not a newcomer to space. Been around a little while. They only build. They only build high performance data centers. I think they have like three of them. I believe they were building them initially for blockchain yep. use, um, but they are now converting their data centers and are exclusively a high performance next gen data center company. And the reason why they popped is not based on hype. The reason why they popped is they announced a deal with a artificial intelligence client to pay them, I think, upwards of 180 or $190 million over the next couple of years, which is more than triple their current revenue. And so the, 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 the speculation here is that this would theoretically be the first 
of multiple wins in the AI space, as this is one of the the, the few uh, data center companies that are just exclusively focused on this space. In fact, they they are building. They got that client uh, in a partnership with your favorite Jordan, uh, Supermicro Computer. So they're actually partnered with SMCI to build out these data centers. Now, can they build them out? quick enough uh, as they start to expand. I don't know, but they're kind of like the, st- I don't want to, they're not a startup because I think they already had 30, 40, 50 million of revenue uh, and they're in the business. They're just, you know, but they only have three of these data centers, but they are, if you want a pure play in next gen uh, high performance data centers for artificial intelligence, this company is a pure play and I think there's a chance and it, and it's least smaller and it's more volatile. So we have those kind of risk factors, but it is it is a pure play. Yeah. So those so are four yeah, I think of the best in the picks and the picks and shovels. If you're wanting to do the picks and shovels outside of NVIDIA, I think those are four of the best ways to play it. Know that they are all got pretty overhyped the last few days and there there is one company that we haven't mentioned that i will bring in as a little uh just a little extra that has not been really caught up in this hype cycle and dave i will tell you that your introduction was wrong because you said that nvidia produces makes these uh these chips it's not it's taiwan semi they make them that's right um and taiwan semi is just sitting at a comfortable like 15 pe um and they produce everything that NVIDIA designs. So NVIDIA is just a, uh, they're just an IP company. Yeah, I, 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 I IP company is a company. And you're IP right. and software, but um, TSM actually produces these things. Great, great PE, great company. The, the argument against them is that people are afraid of the China-Taiwan um, geopolitical issue. But if that were to affect TSM, guess who else it's going to affect? Apple going to affect NVIDIA. All of all of them use uh, TSM to make their chips. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Did you see two days ago what they announced their their uh, DGXGH200? I mean, that just rolls off the tongue, but it's seven times faster having their CPU and GPU talk to each other because they're yeah. all built together. Uh, it They get rid of all of that like traditional connections. It's 48 times more scale and speed than their previous generation. Yeah. 256 of their Grace Hopper super chips at Exaflop, which I don't even know how big that is, but that sounds huge. 144 terabytes of GPU memory. Uh, they're gonna you're gonna have these data models that can be even bigger and require less energy to process. But um, it's a I, it's a, it's that IOC concept that uh, use case outside yeah. of data centers that that I could think of. And it was electricity companies, and I just couldn't find anything that was going to benefit from the uh, increased use of electricity over the long term, although there are some startups that I'm interested in. There's a fusion startup that uh, I'm very interested in. The CEO of uh, OpenAI uh, is one of the early investors in it. So non-public company, something that I that I am looking into. But I mean, I just am so excited about the future and just seeing all of the stuff that these GPUs are enabling. Okay, but you know what, Dave? You know who's you know who's going to sell product based on that new chip you're talking about? Super Microcomputer right now is working with NVIDIA on customized servers, right? And customized architecture for that exact chip that's going to be coming out, right? I have a feeling that that chip 
is going to go in data warehouses that are owned or launched by Equinix, okay, <laughs> or or maybe even Applied, Digi uh, applied Digital, um, and they're all going to need high-speed networking, right, which is uh, Arista. So, like, it's they're all like going to benefit in the new chip. So, so that that's what makes it. That's the really interesting thing. And by the way, there are a few other interesting companies to think about. So, you know, Oracle as well. All right, uh, from a data center standpoint. Also, you know, IBM's been doing that Watson thing for twenty, like, like twenty years. Like, where are they in this conversation? Right? There's um, an argument to be made, by the way, for Cisco company, systems as well. Well, another company I research, but I don't like. Uh, but I do like the AI piece that they're working on is Hewlett Packard, not the Hewlett Packard that makes the printers, right? Yeah, the but, H it's HPE, it's Hewlett Packard Enterprises. And by the way, they got smoked from their earnings last night. They're down I know, like, I know. And that's the, well, this year. that's the problem. And that's the reason why I didn't invest in Hewlett Packard on this is because yeah. they are working on cutting edge, a lot of cutting edge AI stuff at that company. In fact, they they had through acquisition they acquired a couple of the most interesting companies in the AI space. The problem is that they are still focused on like on premise hardware, right? So they're they're in a world it, on you know they're in the opposite world of these cloud data centers. They're on on premise, which the the entire industry in Wall Street just has an assumption, right or wrong is going to eventually get smaller and smaller every year for the next 10 or 15 years. Uh, but if you wanted a company that's trading at a really low PE uh, that does have a lot of AI, that's certainly one to think about. By the way, we're not financial advisors. We're just throwing out all the stuff that we research and what we invested in. But do your own homework, guys. Please do your own homework. Dave, I think there are two companies that we have to talk about. And one, I'm almost embarrassed to say, because I, did, I think we did a whole segment on why I thought this company was going to get crushed by AI, and I still believe it will get crushed by AI. Oh, eventually. yeah. Eventually. Yep. But in the short term, in the short term, the company that I thought would get crushed by AI, I actually think they will benefit from AI, um, be a key beneficiary, actually, and they have earnings coming up on, I think, June 15th. So the company is Adobe, and it's all because of how quickly they have been to adopt AI in their products in a stunning way. Dave, yep. you've used the new Photoshop product. I've oh, used God. it. It's so it's it's the beta version of Photoshop, and generative fill is the feature, and it's kind of incredible. You can take any image, like some of the best examples I've seen are album covers, where they've taken a iconic album cover and then expanded beyond. You can you can fill in any image with anything you want, and it's yeah. They, they did a. They, I saw I saw an artist take the Mona Lisa and show you what the rest of the background looked like that day, and so uh, it's actually on TikTok. You get a lot of people talking about Adobe right now and just getting samples of this generative fill, and it's really interesting because they get views, and so if they get yeah. views, they get more TikToks made. I I've almost posted a TikTok of my own, but it's like free advertising for Adobe right now. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's um it's going to really uh, help with the problem that we identified with Adobe. Uh, I, AI is going to eventually do all the creative work for you, but right now there's just not an easy way to do it. Yes, you can do the same thing in Mid Journey. Yes, Dolly two, 
uh, did have the uh, generative fill effect, but it wasn't just like, you know, load an image and drag and drop and it and hit generate and it well, goes, right? Well, so I think, you know, you're not going to be able to do all of the work for free. You still have to have a creative mind doing the work. But if they, now, but if Adobe can have AI tools not, ready to go that make their work way more efficient by being able to generate past the creative cluster that this artist puts together, then maybe maybe they hold on. But you know, you know what? We've heard that you know back in the day, we thought that you know only Hollywood writers could write. That only the comedians that we saw on Netflix were funny. We, we thought that, you know, there were only a small number of people with the super talent that could do amazing things. And then TikTok came along and essentially democratized access to creativity. And what did we learn? We actually learned that there's like a hundred X more insanely talented people, maybe a thousand, 10,000 X than we ever thought possible, right? Because there are actually an insane number of creative minds out there. People that can do this stuff if given tool sets to allow them to do it without extensive training, okay? Without having to have, you know, you know, wealth to be able to set aside time for this type of training, to learn how to use all these tools that the last generation tools. So I actually think that we are going to find millions of people that can do the things that we thought only these professionals could do. Well, look, I mean, so it's an interesting time to mention writers because there's a big, um, uh, you know, writers walkout. The writers guild is in the middle of a, uh, um, a big walkout because of terms, um, that have to do with AI and what they're allowed to use AI for and what type of data they're allowed to, these studios are allowed to feed AI. Um, and so okay, think, think about writers, Jordan, don't yeah. you think beyond the, I don't know, the 38, 40,000 writers and the writers guild, that yeah. there are millions of people around the world that have an unbelievable creative mind for writing, but for whatever reason, maybe they, they ha they don't have the time because of their job situation. Maybe they don't have the talent to be able to put together a screenplay or a book. They don't know how to like pull those pieces together right? But using AI tools, they can take that creativity that lives in their head and they now have an easy way to translate that into a product that can actually be consumed by people, right? Uh, they, they actually have a, a real way to take that story and mold it into the format that would be a book or a movie or a TV show or just anything, right? Like, I think we're going to find that out over the next few few years. I really do. I think that the actual writers are going to use AI to help them with their own, you know, brainstorming, but also writing and, you know, trying to stay in the voice of a character. I, I see AI being a benefit to writers, but I also see it's a, it's a big problem for them because now anyone with an idea can say, here's my idea, write me a script in the style of these other two movies and... Well, I think that's a lot of where these uh, terms are coming to is that, you know, they, these writers don't want all of the data that they've produced to go into the machine to to be able to replace them. Right. Um, and so I think there's a lot of fear um, around that, um, which, you know, by the way, with all these strikes, you're going to have less content hitting Netflix. And guys getting but getting back to the next NVIDIA, there's a controversial pick that I think we have to discuss. Um 
uh, maybe, I don't know, off radar to some, definitely not off radar to others. And that is one of our favorite companies to talk about, Tesla. Is it yeah. possible? Is it possible that Tesla can be the mega big winner, take all winner of AI? Is Tesla underrated as an AI play? In multiple ways, right? Not just because of the technology that they're developing uh, from all the, the feedback loop from their self-driving product in terms of visual AI feedback, which could end up being exceptionally important, but how they're adopting that technology. I only say this one time because I talk too much about humanoids, how they're adopting that technology with their humanoids to have humanoids actually use visual learning the same way and that feedback loop but also um, the bots that Tesla is creating for AI, also the supercomputer, right? That they're that building their Tesla own is... tech. They're building their own tech. They they basically are kind of their own Nvidia, right? I mean, they're not building them as as GPUs, but they are building their own proprietary systems, and they're ingesting all of this visual data from driving and, and interacting and reacting to real world situations tesla's my favorite company of all time right now of all time right now that's a that's a qualification but i know chris you just upped your stake in tesla it's my biggest holding i, I see them being involved in so much more than just being a electric car company and i think ai has to has to be a huge part of that Guys, I sent you guys, and I think I sent you guys an article, or Jordan, maybe I just sent to you, Drew. I think I just, sorry, Dave, I didn't want to bother you on vacation, but I sent, I sent Jordan this article on Tesla's, uh... Oh, you sent it to me too, the Dojo, the Dojo article? Yeah, that is why, I mean, it's actually unbelievably impressive. Their supercomputer and the way they're going about it, I I think people are, are, I think they might be overlooking Tesla as just a possible. By the way, can you imagine if, uh, if Tesla opened up APIs to their AI? Like if that was what they were working on underneath the hood? It, it'd be I mean, big. it wouldn't put a past them. It, it'd be big. Like I wouldn't. I could see so the stock doubling if they were to do something like that. So guys, I bought all four of the, of the infrastructure companies we talked about. I... Uh, am likely going to pick up some Adobe sometime between now and their earnings as an earnings play because I think I think they're going to hype AI and what it's going to do for the company on earnings. I think people I think it's going to be a big AI story that day for Adobe. They're going to uh, they're going to be all over talking about AI during earnings. No, you know, no, I mean, no we are at peak. I mean, hype of AI. When I saw the CEO of Xerox on CNBC use the word AI fifteen times in like a two minute interview. <laughs> are we at peak yet? That's what I don't. I don't think we're at peak yet. So there, I mean, there are certain metrics like internally in the stock market that you know the the some of these companies. Here's my metric. As much as they as were during we the see, Here's my metric. As soon as we see mm, two to three AI companies go public on the same day, that's peak AI. Oh, Dave, I thought your metric was going to be so different than that. I was. I would. I would have bet a lot of money that you were going to say that your metric was going to be as soon as you saw multiple stories about AI on your favorite show, The Today Show. And that is Today what the always, I mean, they do multiple stories about AI. But that's not, that just means that AI has become common 
to the average consumer, I I think but that it it's is. DKI in the stock market, it has to be two companies, two AI companies going public on the same day. I, the I, I mean, the, the, you know, just the IPO market got trashed so hard that there's nothing in the pipeline, right? And so- I was going to say this. We're going to AI startups that have just started by someone telling ChatGPT, start me an AI company. I want to go public this month. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I got, I got to wrap it up, guys. All right, that that's fine. I think we uh, listen. We had a lot. Of, I think collectively, uh, you can say that that these companies are definitely forming the next Nvidia. Um, I, I'm investing in all of them, guys. I'm also going to add some Adobe. I, I up my Tesla. I just want the full package. I don't think this is peak, peak AI, Jordan. I don't think we're at peak AI. Um, I think we were at peak AI. If this is the if this is the new blockchain, then we're at peak AI. I don't think it's really peak AI. I, I just need this little short term peak AI spike. I think there are companies that I I think some of these companies are great companies. Do you want to buy them at this valuation after they've moved so much? I don't know. I'm not going to give that advice or not. If, if you look at the past, when we go through super cycles, these companies do tend to get pre-hyped, but they can stay high, high and go higher way longer than we ever would have anticipated as part of a super cycle because there's just not enough other public companies like Dave is yeah. saying. But like I said, with some of these companies, they're not sexy companies. They're like infrastructure companies and they're, yeah. you know, kind of operating behind the scenes. They're not companies that are going to be hyped up on the media. And so they need to have a real impact and it's based on what's happening. And as long as that's what's going on, then I think they'll be fine. Okay, Jordan, I, I was I didn't hear what you said. Uh, you're, Chris is in all four. Are you in any of these? No, I had options on some of them that I'm, I'm out of now. And for the record, I'm not invested in any of them. I am staying true to my strategy of NVIDIA, Google, Microsoft, Tesla, and I'm sticking with the big, the big boys. Yeah. Uh, so conservative, Dave. I'm going to buy some more Nvidia today. It's now. now three, hey, I'm going to buy some right on red. <laughs> Good luck. I, I'll keep yes. my Nvidia for sure. <laughs> That's well. You're you're still long, right? Have you sold any? Oh, I I sold 25 percent of my Nvidia. By the way. I, I know it's not an AI pick, guys, but I was up. I, I did five, six hours of more research on Molson Coors last night, and it, it yeah. has terrible market today. Tap is up. Tap is up. I'm yeah. telling you guys uh, that one of my biggest levered positions right now for the next few weeks, at least, is uh, Molson Coors. If they don't do anything stupid uh, to 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 screw up what's going on for them right now, which they might do something stupid, we'll see. If they don't, uh, that's still my number one pick for the next. For the summer. <laughs> All right. I am. I'm sticking with that Tesla and NVIDIA. That's going to do it for this one. We're Dumb Money. We will see you next week.